0: All right, welcome everybody. This is another episode of 21 Going On 77. It's your boy Dwight, the old man of the group. Five, one, uh, at My at is at 517, the letters TL214. Um, here, as always, with my my co-host, Young SJ, that's at SJBasketball8. Um, man, this has been a really, really eventful uh, week in Mavs in the NBA world <laughs> not as eventful or maybe the events didn't happen that we wanted to as it came to the Mavs. Yeah. So uh man we just gonna jump into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let my co-host start. Um I'm gonna ask her a question I'm gonna let her give give me her takes and we just gonna make it we're gonna do what we do. So young SJ um how you feel about the mass free agency what's your what's your over the dust unsettled we know what it is hell what we hearing It's the team so how you feeling
1: well I feel like the energy is different from like the previous episode to now I feel like we were excited (laughs) at the moves last episode because we felt as if you know there was more to come And we're kind of excited with what they started out with, but turns out they started and ended (laughs) with the moves they made. So I think the energy is a little different. I think um, I think everyone was expecting more and rightfully so because of what, you know, the front office has said before free agency started, you know, Cuban always talking, you know, always doing some sort of interview, you know, he was talking about the need for a, you know, secondary playmaker, being, you know, urgent, and that he knows maybe a secondary score. And I understand if you looked at the market that, you know, it wouldn't have been as easy as he was probably making it seem. But at the end of the day, don't say it, because now people are holding you to that. And when you don't, you know, live up to, you know, you don't live up to your word, you know people get angry (laughs) so i think i i liked the block addition you know more shooting more defense and i like the brown addition because that's more depth off the bench and he's a good shooter as well decent defender but when you look at where the state of the team was in the playoffs or the fact that the glaring you know issue was you know there's a, there were a lot of issues, you know, defense, you could point to a lot of things. But one of the glaring issues, especially on offense, was the fact that Luca was pretty much the only one that could create his own shot. And we come out of, you know, not come out because, you know, free agency is technically still going on. But, you know, the team, we have, you know, roster spots filled. So you look at the team now and you're like, hmm, who can really create their own shot, you know, outside of Luca and Brunson? So that's still a problem. It's a little disappointing that they didn't address it. But the moves that they made did make us better, marginally better, very, you know, slightly better. So I can't even be too angry. You know, the jogged situation is weird, but, you know, you understand it from their perspective. You don't want to give up assets for, you know, a 35-year-old. No matter how many pros come along with it, it's still, you know, a risky move. So we just got to wait to see if Toronto will appease Drogage with a buyout to say that this free agency went a little better than you would think but for right now I'd give them a C
0: yeah man I, I I'm not gonna hold you I I actually give them a little if this is it I do think we got a little bit better um but this might be a weird analogy but I look at it like say this was a. Uh, the team was a, a car, right? That had a few things wrong with it. And the biggest thing that was wrong with the vehicle that's going to allow it to be reliable, you didn't fix. You just went and bought some some more shiny wheels for it. Things that, you know, the wheels we got are, are, are you know, don't look quite as good. But at the end of the day, you know, they work. And to me, they just didn't fix the biggest issue, Do I, I agree that the team got a little bit better overall. Um, sure, yeah, I think the team is a little bit better. Do I think this team, as currently constructed, beats the Clippers? I still don't think so. Maybe they can stop Kawhi from going 100% in the fourth. Reggie Bullock could make keep him to, like, 80%. But, man... I I just see Luca. I just man, dude. Josh Richardson, as bad as he is, we have less dudes that can dribble. He can kind of dribble. He can kind of a little bit. And and he ain't even here. Sterling Brown and Reggie Bullock definitely cannot do that. Yeah, they They, can't dribble. Yeah. Yeah, at all. Like at all, they stand in the corner. They do what they do. So we're back. You know, we we've talked about this over multiple episodes, asking dudes who, you know, to do things they not they aren't good at, and I just, man, it's it's hard for me to accept. It yeah, really I is. know. It really and is. some
1: of the Luca haters that I've I've seen across you know the timeline, they the, I I think they're not right on a lot of things, <laughs> but they might be right on one thing and it's, it's looking likely. um, So they made a point. A lot of them, they think that Cuban, he's not, he doesn't really care about like winning right now. And he wants to pad Lucas stats, not necessarily that Luca wants to pad his own stats, but Cuban wants him to get, you know, all the stats, all the accolades. And they're making sure of it by not putting any, you know, secondary playmakers creators on the team. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you're looking at the evidence, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're looking at what the Mavs are doing. You you can't even say that they're wrong. You know what I mean? It, it's looking like they want to build a heliocentric offense. Like, there's no way. And granted, like I said, Rick's system, J-Kid's system, you know, probably completely different. We don't know how Kid is going to, you know, run in sets and how he's going to play. But it's it's looking like a helocentric offense is not only what they're they want to build but it's it's looking at like the best option at this point you know it is probably the best option at this point and you know you're not gonna win like that but you weren't gonna win anyway so it's like hey might as well get some stats so you know Luca, he not he not being those stat pattern um you know accusations he's not gonna beat them he's not gonna beat them yeah. next
0: time I hear you, and this is what one of my worries is with the the gambler. And I brought this up when the news broke about the gambler being involved. Right, this heliocentric uh, Luca with KP, you know, four in one out. I'm sorry, four out one in. Hell, actually, we five out. Yeah, we're five out. Yeah, if we're we're keeping it tall, we five out. Yeah. From an analytics standpoint, you can get you you can extract more wins and more value in the regular season doing that with yes. lesser talent. That's an mm-hmm. objective statement of fact. You can. But man, we're not gonna win nothing that way. And you know, when I brought this up on the previous pod uh pod, you know, Daryl Morey, you know, he won a basketball guy when he came up. You know, he was a numbers on paper dude. He literally worked for like a, like a, I won't say an accounting firm, but like a business strategy firm. And I feel like the gambler is taking that same stuff. And, you know, that's kind of where Cuban, you know, that's the stuff Cuban is into. So he's probably like, man, we ain't gonna win no championship anyway. So let's just be seed. Maybe somebody sprained ankle, tear a knee. We can sneak up there to three, but we ain't gonna win a championship anyway. And I don't want to spend them, I don't want to go into the tax to be made. Yeah. So let's just let T- Luca cook, hope KP cooks, hope Brunson cooks and see what happens. That's what I think they're doing. And, you know, I, as you brought up Drogic, I was pretty passionate Drogic was going to get bought out, but because, because in my mind, I just don't see Toronto. Masai has never went to a season like, were we just gonna be like the fighting for a playoff spot. Like he just he just has never none of his teams. I went back his whole career, he's never done that. With that being said, though, Masai is always trying to chase another star. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't want Dragic to play, even if they let him sit at the crib and collect them checks, you you uh you take Dragic's money with Scotty Barnes and OG. Dog, I don't know what startup becomes available. That's not salary matching and a reason. And like, that's a solid return for a star. So I, I, I think I, I'm going to have to back that up, what I was saying on the timeline. I don't think they're going to buy him out. I don't. I think yeah, they're going to keep him. Think... No, go ahead. No, nah, I don't think they're going to buy him out. They're keeping him to chase it. He's salary matching, he's salary to match a bigger move, Ben Simmons or whoever.
1: That's yeah.
0: that's what he and then, and then I'm I'm just came up with Ben Simmons off the top of my head. Hell Dragic would be a nice fit in Philly on the cool. But anyway, like um that that's what I think that's gonna be. I, I, I think drive driving's not coming here unless we trade them something. And then once you start backing up, what are we gonna trade them that's gonna be better than them potentially having the ability Androgic as part of a big move to get a start, we ain't got nothing, fam.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because the heat they probably gave him that that contract for that reason, and they you know pulled it off, you know, to move for somebody else. So, Toronto, yeah, they I don't think they have any incentive to buy him out either, other Uh, than making him
0: happy. So, so, exactly, and even if they buy him out, like. Like, how much, you know, that was the reason why he agreed to that contract with the Heat was, okay, I know y'all probably going to chase a star, but if you're going to give me a $19 million golden parachute shit, who wouldn't be cool with that? Exactly. And people, and people talking about, you know, oh, well, he really want to play with Luca. Hey, dog, I'm sure he does, but he ain't about to leave $19 million on the table. Exactly, he's a professional. Yeah. He's a professional. He's gonna yeah. play for you know if,
1: if Toronto wants him to play, he's gonna play. He's not it, gonna make it stink. So
0: it, it, exactly, it, it it's I don't I don't think Drogic is coming. I really don't because I I just based on the way Masai moves, I, my whole thing is like man, they're not gonna carry a payroll that big. If he leave ten million on the table, we we'll give him five when we get here. We call it even. But. You also gotta look at the other way Masai moves. He will package some shit up for a star. And I don't see he they don't even have big contracts outside of Spicy P and and Fred Van Fleet. And I don't I don't even know if Spicy P and Fred Van Fleet even have positive value right now.
1: Yeah. Especially Van Vliet. Like,
0: yeah.
1: like Van Vliet has turned into public enemy number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I see Rap- Raptors fans. They're saying, "Oh, you know, we told y'all he tricked y'all." We're like, "Damn, what's you know what's going on?" But yeah, I mean, th- that whole situation. Yeah, I I I've come to the conclusion. I think the Mavs realized too. They probably won't get Drogba. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they do, it's gonna be you know buyout. You know, around buyout time. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's fine. The Mavs are whatever. But I wanted to move to some additions that. You know, have been floating around, and one of them I'm, I'm going to touch on Laurie Markinen first because there was just a tweet by Mark Stein. We're recording on Sunday at about 1 p.m. He just tweeted that the Pelicans are looking to acquire Markinen. Um,
0: that's but a good, that's a good fit,
1: yeah. They they want to because they have a you know a pretty decent trade exception, they have 17 million. Um, so they wanted to take him into it but the bulls want a first round pick to to facilitate that move so i I mean i'm gonna touch on that a little bit to me the pelicans are crazy if they're gonna give up a first round pick for marketing because they already gave up a pick to get off bledsoe and adams contract and they gave up another pick to bring in Devontae graham so if you send out another first round pick for another mid you know player that's just awful that's just bad you know asset management so I mean we'll see what happens with that but as far as marketing on the maps okay it was a hot topic today and my position is especially before okay before free agency I did not want Laurie marketing. it like he had been rumored to the maps that he wanted to play here and that's cool you know because you don't really see people expressing interest in playing um in playing in Dallas but He is to me, he's KP, but a worse version. So it's like his skill set is not really adding anything to the roster. Like, of course, you can't have enough shooting, but like, it's that like you're paying someone and he's gonna, you know, get into double figures, you know, in the millions. So you're gonna pay double figures in the millions just for another shooter that's mid that is probably a situational matchup as well. You know what I'm saying? So but if it was a buy low situation where we're just giving up like Maxi and you know a pick or something, you know, I I'd be fine with that. That to me, that's low risk, high reward, and that's not a problem to me. But I feel like I feel like when I think about what players gonna come here and what they can contribute, I think about their skill set and if it kind of you know adds another element to the team and with laurie Markin and I just I can't you know he's he's Porzingis he's he's a worst version of Porzingis so if we want two Porzingis, especially with the injury concerns because and he has not played a full season I don't know if he did his rookie year I I, I don't have the logs pulled up but he's also injury prone so it's like uh, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of gutting the bench just to get him what do you think
0: yeah i think i dm'd you about this other night to kind of seed this conversation and um i my i believe that was centered around uh was it i think it was maxi no it was dwight and willie and the only reason why from the money standpoint that he allegedly wants and the uh you know, just creating minutes for him to play enough to be happy. I think that works, and then from the Bulls' perspective, it somewhat also works because they 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 are the one team in the NBA that has worse bigs than we do. Um, I mean, Vooch, you know, they obviously got Vooch but behind him, Tony Bradley, and oof, and you know, we talking about Tony Bradley here, so. Dwight and I think Willie are would they would play they would play as much as if not more in Chicago than they do here because you go Patrick Williams gonna be I don't even know how they're gonna do that rotation we know they start in five but that's gonna be interesting to who guards who on defense but yeah I actually think Willie will play so I see it somewhat making sense for Chicago from that aspect and then financially you know, Chicago's going to be a big tax team next year, but this year they can still add a lot of money and still be perfectly fine. So that's the way I that's the way I propose it. Like if that's the hypothetical trade, I throw them boys some seconds maybe, you know. Mm. You know, seconds, shit. I think we between everything related to Delon right, I think that was a four second round pick transaction. Yeah. And you know, hell, we just let the 36 pick in last year's draft. We he just gone. So I really don't care about second round picks like that. I got yeah, I,
1: they don't care about second round picks.
0: <laughs> I, to be honest, if a, a team that's a, almost a, has a start out is almost a guaranteed playoff team, dog, you trade any you you pack it, hell, you pack honestly, you packing up first round picks to get proven talent. So I'm not losing any sleep over some seconds. So I'm cool with Lori at 20 to 25 minutes a game, packing up Dwight, packing up Willie. Because I also believe with that, you're going to obviously create a roster spot. Like, Bismack Biambo, I mean, I know him and Willie are, like, they do different things, different ways, but they're comparable NBA players, centers in my opinion. And that man is going to be available for the minimum. So uh, I know our next topic is going to touch on what other people have an idea for what uh roster spot would be in that scenario but that's my vision for a lorry marketing deal you know not to bore anyone with salary cap minutia but shout out to cba mavs or mavs cba i forget which one it is he you know this is, like we ain't gonna have cap space next year we we aren't going to have any cap space and that Dog, if we and this doesn't even include if we let Dorian and Jalen walk. Think about that. Like we can let Dorian and Jalen walk. They can just drop off the team. They may choose to go other places, and we have no bit. We don't even kind of have an ability to replace them. So, in my opinion, you go ahead. You you take you lock it in, and you you take that chance for Lori. I think he, he said he wanted to be here and we ain't winning anyway. Shit. So go ahead and, and shoot a shot. He's a, he had the talent is there. That's my take on it. Um, I, I do see, you know, I kind of observe what's going on on the timeline to an extent where folks was really passionate about getting Lori Mark. And I'm like, man, he's straight, but we, we you know, we, we, we kind of wild in here. And, The thing, I know you brought up K.P. Here's the thing. K.P. has basically been a good defensive player every year. He's played basketball, except for last year. And I know people don't want to hear that excuse, but the dude was coming back from meniscus. The meniscus, they cooked big men for a year or two. Laurie, even when he is healthy, at the peak of his powers, ain't never played defense. He can't. I, I don't know I he's don't,
1: flat-footed. He yeah, can't yeah.
0: really move. <laughs> yeah, so like he's just tall and white and can shoot. But I don't even. I think that's some of KP short. It's lightweight, disrespectful. If we keeping it keeping it real, I know, Lori is good at like punishing smaller defenders. I've seen that highlight film, but KP is too when his knees ain't cooked. So he he. I, well, I'm gonna say I won't say he's good, but he's comparable to Lori marketing
1: yeah no I but okay so I think what's going on is that we've ran the same team back you know for a couple seasons now and the core guys are still here you know from years ago so I think people want to see new faces especially since you know we have a new young star and you know we want to see the team get significantly better so people want new faces but the grass isn't always greener, especially when you're talking about, like, we're not even talking about stars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not talking about stars. Like, it's one thing to argue about, you know, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. We're talking about Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> you, know what I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? So when you're talking about roll guys, the grass isn't always greener. So yes, he can probably come to Dallas and probably play the best basketball of his career. But do we have the minutes to allow him to do that? Because I think we all of agree that if he comes he's not starting you know he's not starting next to KP. so you're paying where we're talking about a bench player here and is he going to and people are saying oh yeah play him next to luca play him like like why do we acknowledge that we need guys that can you know get their buckets without being spoon fed but we want guys to come here to be spoon fed <laughs> by luca so their numbers look better you know doesn't really make sense to me and that's why um Moving on to Dennis Smith Jr., he was another um, hot topic, hot hot topic, and I felt um, kind of felt alone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was I was fighting for my life.
0: Hey hey, um, you was fighting against so, me, and and, and and it went to like a whole different place I didn't mean yeah, to cut you yeah. off finish that thought
1: <laughs> no 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 it started with me and you yeah it did start with me and you and it went I, I was get. I was fighting for my life trying to explain why Dennis Smith Jr. wouldn't add anything to the Mavs roster but with that okay so with oh, me man. just just as I, I'm gonna give y'all a little you know personal details about me but I am a logical person more than I am a, an emotional person so I'm gonna you know Go to logic all, you know, each time. But with sports, it kind of, you know, it kind of brings out, you know, my emotional side, my emotional attachments. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to go back down to logic. So when I'm thinking about free agency and, you know, roster construction and stuff like that, I'm thinking about logic. So do I like Dennis Smith Jr.? I do. <laughs> you know, he was our lottery pick. You know, that's not, that's, a, you know, an attachment. And I know it didn't end all that well, but still, you know, he was an exciting young player. And I was excited for his future when, um, during his rookie season. So, yes, I do like the guy. <laughs> you know, it's no hate. But after four years of being in the league, I just don't understand what Dennis Smith Jr. has shown to make people think he can come to the Mavericks and contribute to winning basketball. Like, I just don't get it. And I know you were um, talking about him as a, you know, 14, 15 man, but people were talking about him. Like he can come run an offense. Like oh my, they were saying, oh my him, yeah, they were saying, giving him the keys over, you know, some of the dudes like Brunson and stuff. Like I'm like, like, You know, like, did y'all see him, you know, in New York? And I know New York, I, I give him a slight pass for New York because he was dealing with, you know, some personal issues and, you know, a lot of coaches in and out when he was there. So I can give him a pass over New York. But the Pistons, he wasn't all that great. You know what I mean? He was playing 17 minutes a game. He was pretty inefficient. I mean, he was okay. He showed a little, you know, slight flashes, but... At that point, if the Pistons, a tanking team, or I mean, they're not really tanking, but they're bad. You know, they have a lot of young guys. If they don't want you, (laughs) you know what I mean? If they don't want you, and that's a situation where you could say is conducive to him developing and becoming something in the NBA. If they don't want you, what are we doing with you? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Dennis Smith Jr. he needs to find his way in OKC or some team that can... him the minutes to develop but if he comes to the Mavs like first of all we have 15 players Who are we cutting to bring Dennis Smith Jr. on the team you could say Trey Burke and that's fine you know Trey Burke Trey Burke stinks but if we're being honest Trey Burke today is better than Dennis Smith Jr. (laughs) and I don't think I don't really think you could argue that honestly and two the Mavs like no team in the NBA is running a 15-man rotation so someone's not gonna play so you're i I don't understand begging for a guy that's gonna come and not play (laughs) that just i i think we're losing the plot a little bit you know
0: yes yes i hear you i this is i am team dennis smith jr um i think one of the reasons why we somewhat get along well why this pod's a thing is we're both uh, i'm very analytical as well You'll hear me bring up probabilities and odds a lot, because that's just the way I look at sports. Hell, that's the way I look at life. With that being said, sports is emotional, and I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. I love Dennis. Dennis, I have more Dennis Smith Jr. paraphernalia shirts, jersey shirts, than probably any player outside of Dirk in my closet. I'm going to keep it 100. With all that being said, my whole, my personal viewpoint for why I'd be open to Dennis is if a roster spot opens up, and even if you got to dump Trey Burke, like, so we talking about Trey Burke, my whole thing is, at this point in the offseason, this team is what it is. This team has an extremely hard ceiling. Like, they have a titanium ceiling. Like, this team is no better than the 450 I will, if someone wanna argue against that, God bless them. But even with injuries, I don't think this team is going to be higher than a 450 I just don't. And I see that and I say, okay, so we ain't really winning. And we got our first round pick this year. So let's say it's a worst case scenario and we in the play-in and we end up in a lottery. Oh well, so we have to look at the back of that We have to Literally uncover. We have to shoot Hail Marys. We have to do, you know, the person I brought was campaign um, Justice Winslow, dudes who have quote unquote high talent, who teams like you know what, like okay, you can come be the eleven, twelve man on the bench, and you know, I think with dudes this year with the people still gonna be getting quarantined. People still, you know, the schedule won't be as condensed. I think teams will play deeper rotations. The only person that didn't do that last year was Rick, if, if we're being honest, and that was because half the team was on COVID and then we were so far back in the standings. We basically played a playoff rotation to the last, I don't know, last 60%, 50% of the season. Yeah. So... I don't think that's going to happen. I do think there's going to be enough minutes through injury, through just the grind of the season, for a Hail Mary type player, and I'm open to that player being Dennis. With okay. all, the, wait, wait, let, oh, let me finish okay, this. But all that being said, I saw you and I saw Kendall fighting for your lives against people that are flat out saying. Dennis Smith Jr. can run a team better than Jalen Bronson. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Y'all embarrassing those of us in the Dennis Smith Jr. hive. Y'all got to cut this out, bro. Dennis Smith Jr. is coming here to work hard in practice. Uh, one of the problems he had in New York and Detroit is not only the personal stuff. Dennis has been hurt. Dennis got like a well, keep Dennis got a bad back. Quiet as cut. And he gonna work on getting his body right. He gonna get in good shape. And we gonna see what where we go from there. And if he being moody, he wilding. Okay, we pack him up. Trey Burke was on his way to Trey Burke was literally out the NBA for three months before we picked him up for the bubble. So the niggas probably gonna be out the NBA again. Or even if he ain't, there's dudes like Trey Burke floating around the NBA available to sign to your team every single year so not there's no opportunity cost in getting rid of Trey Burke for Dennis Smith Jr. in my opinion with that being said dog this Jalen Brunson talking he's gonna be the lead ball handler that's come on y'all be better
1: here's the thing you're right about that but What about the three players that we have as those Hail Mary players in Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, and Nate Hinton? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they are the priority right now in terms of developing, you know, young talent. And you're adding Dennis, you know, adding DSJ for what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you already have three players that they seem to be, you know, trying to develop. You know, Tyler Bay, he was the second round pick. They let him go, you know, because. Clearly, you know, they like Nate Hinton over Bay at this point. I think that's clear. So you have three players to prioritize giving, you know, not giving, but developing. And you're also a team that's trying to win now. So taking on another player that you have to develop, like, I just, I can't see it. You know what I'm saying? I just can't see it. Like, I, I just can't see it. Like, to me, those that those roster spots you're talking about, like the Trey Burks, and at least Trey Burke, as you know, he stinks, but he can come in, and if he gets hot, he could give you thirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If he gets hot, he could give you thirty. You know what I'm saying? To me, those are the type of guys that you sign on those contracts, like the vets that don't have jobs but can still come in and you know play a little bit. That's the kind of, especially to this team, this Dallas Mavericks team. To me, if if this is like like, you know, Detroit or Orlando or um, OKC, like, I can see them doing that for Dennis Smith Jr., but not the Mavericks, not where we're trying to go. There is no way (laughs) they're going to try to add another project, because at this point, you could say Dennis Smith Jr. is a project, you know, he's, he's closer to us than he is to productive players. So, I just can't see them taking on another project when they already have three you know so it just you know logically thinking about it it just no matter how you slice it in my opinion it doesn't make sense to me y'all want him for nostalgia reasons and to me that's fine you know I that's that's completely fine but when you know when people start to try to explain it explain it in basketball terms and for basketball reasons that's when i get lost because it's like i i just i don't get it you know same with marketing like i get wanting him for a new face but when you start to try to make it into basketball reasons that's when i'm like okay you lost me so that's just that's just what i think you know and i don't think i think his agent is really smart i think his agent you know probably needs a little raise and a tip for what he did because you know there's he only talked about the maps because he knows there's an emotional connection there. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he told his yeah. client the same map. Nobody's trying to give this man a job. Yeah. I think that's clear. So the fact that his agent told him, hey, mention the Mavs, you know, the fans are going to, you know, eat that up. And it happened. So kudos to his <laughs> agent. His agent is a smart man. That yeah. was a smart move.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And it, you know, it probably is some nostalgia in there. Dennis is my guy. Yeah. Um, what he represented from even an old dude like me that been a fan for a while, like a young, athletic, <laughs> black player <laughs> player yeah. for the Mavericks. Like, it, 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 I, I was all in. And I still am. I think he's a good dude. Where Whether it's Dallas, whether it's wherever Buddy ends up at, I, I'm rooting for that man no matter what. So, yeah. Team Dennis, I, I'm still with it. I get why you disagree. With that being said, y'all gotta cut it out on this Jalen Brunson. Dennis not taking no minutes from Jalen Brunson at all. That's yeah. I, I I would argue the reason why he got butt hurt was that versus Luca. But that's a whole different topic. I don't feel like I don't really feel like getting into right now. Um, yeah. It is what it is. We talking about. Dennis truly may be in China. I ain't going to say China. He might get to Europe. He might get to Europe first. But I'm not, I'm not going to lose no sleep over Dennis. But I, w- I want the Mavs to literally uncover every single stone. Because the traditional methods of adding talent, they fail. Full stop. So well, let's, let's just, see. let's we, we got to do something else. So. Uh, that's kind of my whole two cents on the I guess the Mavs free agency disappointed um Laurie Marketing and Dennis I, I I can see a path to both of them being here but like Laurie Marketing and Dennis may be more talented than like a Willie even Maxi and like Trey Burke but as far as how that talent translate to winning basketball games, yeah, I exactly. I, I see why people don't want them. I, I totally get it. I, I don't think it's illogical. I just, the reason why I'm open to pretty much anything at this point is because we, fam, let's say we did, we brought in Dennis and Lori. Ooh, we we might end up being the seventh seed instead of the fifth seed. We get packed up in the first round either way. So what are we talking about? That's my that's my whole identity, but that's my whole thought process behind it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I think the playoffs. I think it's gonna be hard to advance. Like unless it it starts with the regular season. I know you know everyone says it's two different ball games, and that is hundred percent true. But to have a leg up in the playoffs, you kind of have to play well in the regular season. That's why you know home court advantage is a thing. And I know people say, "Oh, well, the maps stink at home, so you know maybe not having home court is better." No, no, <laughs> that's not that's not the point. It's not about playing on your home floor. It's about getting a. Uh, a relatively easier opponent (laughs) you know it's about facing a lower seeded team that's what I think when I say home court advantage that's what I mean facing a lower seeded team not necessarily playing you know more of your games on your home floor so I think to have like right now or best chance of advancing deeper into the playoffs is to get a better regular season seed. so getting guys that help in the regular season i'm all for it but yeah like you said it's like i don't know if maxi and dennis was Ju- not Maxie. um laurie and dennis and smith jr are those guys to you know move the needle you know a guy like drogich he he probably would move the needle a little bit you know what i'm saying like that's that's a move that helps in my opinion not uh uh especially not no damn dennis jr <laughs> <laughs> probably not lori if if you look up what we like if if we get lori and just switching out maxi that you know that that's kind of fine like that's fine but if you have to give up like a maxi and the willie collie's stein and lori is the you know the guy like I, that defense i'm i'm sorry it's, it, it'll it well, no, be just I, so awful like <laughs> just so bad yeah you know so it's it's just uh to me that opens a lot of other problems than it does to fix any problems. So that's just how I look at it. But, um, we can move on, you know, moving on to just free agency as a whole. Um, what teams do you think Okay, Let's start with teams that, um, to lighten the mood, let's start with teams that you think had great off seasons or are having great off seasons. So give me your winners of free agency.
0: Um, a team I love. I know this is going to sound weird because I've, this dude was my number one and they got him, but it's not just him. It's the money they got him on. It's everything else they did. My number one is the Washington Wizards. I think they're going to be objective. I think they're going to be easily better than they were last year. I don't think that. I, agree. I don't know if that's going to net you know a super high playoff seed or anything of that nature, because the East just got really deep and good. The East, the East, top to bottom, is better than the West now. That's over. That it, us referring to the East derogatively is is, is over. It's it, that ship has sailed. They are there's no bums one through eight in the East no more. And low key, it was kind of trending that way last year. People just didn't want to believe it. Um, I, I I really really like Washington. Um, I like Spencer. They got him. I don't know if you saw the details of that contract, but it's basically, it's like 17, 18, and 18. And then that last year is only guaranteed for $10 million. So he's only guaranteed $45 million over three years. Like, not to bring it back to the Mavs, but we literally could have got him, Tim, and Sterling Brown straight up. Just in... That, that was on the table with the money he signed. I know he didn't want to come here. But I don't want to go over why that did or did not happen. But that I'm just illustrating how small amount of money that was. So I really like what Washington did. And I'm about to uh, become a hypocrite because from a basketball perspective, I don't like what Chicago did. I don't I, – I will bet anybody any amount of money that they don't – they are no higher than the fifth seed, and you put a gun in my head, I would say the sixth seed. I just – they can't play defense. We can go back and forth about uh, talent and fit and how fit don't matter and how you can just add it and it works. But, man, look at the Pelicans last year. The Pelicans had a damn talented team. They were more talented than the Mavericks, top to bottom. By light years in my opinion. Like, and they still suck. And I think you're gonna see some of that with Chicago next year. While I do like what they did is because you know what? So what they got assets and they made their star happy. So even mm-hmm. if even if it doesn't work, right? Even if they are exactly what I said and they're still mid, okay, cool. They put it, they're, they're gonna be entertaining. They're gonna be fun to watch. And I, I just, like, if you gave it, like, I didn't want DeMar DeRozan and I didn't want Lonzo Ball, but knowing what I know about the Mavs all season, I would have took both of them in a heartbeat versus what we did. I would have, even though I know the ceiling of that. And even from the aspect of when it doesn't work, like, you go three years from now, you go when Vooch is a free agent two years from now, like, you can you can trade him off. If they still looking like a pack of mid, you can turn Lonzo ball. You can, I, I think DeMar is already a negative value contract, easily. But DeMar, I mean, uh, but Vooch, Lonzo, even freaking uh, uh Caruso, you'll be able, if it don't work, you'll be able to get assets back. You might lose a little bit, but it's, it's not going to be a dumpster fire. So I, I like what those two teams did just from an asset management standpoint. Um, I don't want to talk about the super teams because they they ain't playing fair. But just regular teams that uh, didn't, you know, that ain't on the coast, ain't Miami, that ain't the Lakers. I really like those two. And I um, also really my, my third and final team, I love what the Knicks did. Mm-hmm. I love what the Knicks did. Like, dog, the Knicks being a joke is over. They are a objectively good team. They are deep. And, you know, Evan Fournier and Kemba, I know Kemba's knees might be cooked. And I know Evan Fournier don't be locking up like that. But, yeah, man, everybody else on their team do, so it works. You can get away with a bad defender here and there when literally mm-hmm. everyone else straps up. That that That's the perfect blend of players who may have some flaws but all their flaws are being covered up by their teammates so those are my three it's funny because those are all like uh eastern teams but new york uh washington's my number one new york um new york is my number three and then i just like chicago from an asset perspective but i I don't think they're gonna be that great like other people do
1: yeah I i would agree with you on the wizards i think um I saw someone um saying if asking if Dinwiddie is better than Westbrook and the answer is no. But uh, um know, the shows. Wizards team as a whole, I think they're deep. I think they're pretty like last year they had Anthony Gill hooping for them in the playoffs. <laughs> like Anthony Gill was getting minutes for them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that to me told, you know, kind of tells you about the state of the team um that they had last season. But now they they gotta. I think they have one of the better benches in the NBA too. You got Kuzma, um, Denny Avdia. You have um, KCP. You know Trez. I I think they. You know those aren't scrubs. <laughs> those guys can play. You know yeah. so. They, I don't think they're gonna be, you know, like you said, I don't think they're gonna be like top five seed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a form formidable squad. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a that's a deep squad. So I like what the Wizards did. Um, I also liked, I like Chicago as well for the reasons you mentioned, and I agree with you that they, they probably won't win a playoff series because, but they won't win because of what I said, you know, a little earlier about the seeding like i don't think they're gonna get a high enough seed and they're probably gonna be facing off against one of the you know east powerhouses in the first round which is why they won't win you know a series but if you know if injuries shake out and they happen to sneak up up there they and you know they let's say they come away with a three seed shit you know by some miracle i i could see them you know taking out a uh I don't, I don't even know Hawks maybe I, I don't know you know it's just so many teams in the east now east real deep so I'm, I'm excited for the product especially in the east Um, and I don't know my third team for winning like winners low key um, and I'm excluding the you know Lakers and the Nets and all that and he you know they get everybody so they you know they're already a winner but low key Milwaukee you know for being a championship mm-hmm. squad and being capped out like I think they did a great job on the margins. You know what I mean? Like they, they their core is already locked in. And they bring back Portis, who took, you know, huge pay cut, huge, huge pay cut to stay, which was great for them. So they bring back Portis, you know, you still got your pretty much your starting five, except for PJ Tucker. I know um PJ they let PJ Tucker walk and that was kind of controversial. But you bring in a guy like um Grayson Allen. That's another shooter, you know, there. I, I think they did a good you know great job on the on the pickups on the pickups on the margin so the box i'd add as a third you know sneaky little um winner and if i if i'm talking about the losers of the off season, you know excluding the maps since we talked about them a lot i'm just for i, I want to talk about the kings <laughs> 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 no, like i want to i want to touch on the kings cuz the kings what are they doing like like they're they're a team that has they have no direction like what are they doing you re-sign Rashawn Holmes that it's not even That's legal it. no yet. no no
0: I just oh I'm sorry I was about to say that and you you beat me to it my fault
1: oh yeah I was gonna say yeah yeah they, he's not even really legal yet they gotta still work out his money situation so we don't even know what's going on with that but you re-sign Rashawn Holmes you trade for fucking Tristan Thompson <laughs> so you know you bring back Terrence Davis and that was your offseason if I'm missing something big uh um, you could chime in, but those are the like big moves they did off the top of my head. What are you doing? You were the worst defense in NBA history, the worst in NBA history. You have the talent to be a playing team, but teams in the West got better, you know what I'm saying? You can say the Pelicans objectively got better than them, and them and the Pelicans they were neck and neck last year anyway, and the Pelicans still got better than them. The Wolves, I think the Wolves, you know, with a full season under the new coach and Cap being healthy, if if D'Lo can stay healthy, you know, Ant takes another step. The Wolves are better than them, (laughs) you know, in my opinion. Um, Who else is at the bottom of the West? Um, OKC is still going to be bad, but they want to be bad, and that's fine. And and it's just y'all, and Houston's probably still going to be bad, but they have a better future than (laughs) y'all. You could objectively say Houston probably has a better, you know, future. So it's like the kings i just don't they had I, they have no clue what they're doing so it, it, it's just hard for me to watch you know fox he's a good player but he he's looking like he's not gonna sniff the playoffs for years to come if he yeah. stays in sacramento But uh, what about you what what team
0: my my loser is the the pelicans um mm-hmm. they from an asset management perspective i just and, and I actually probably like Devontae Graham more than a dude that is six one and shoot has literally never shot over forty percent from the field yeah. in his short career. I like him more than most. I, uh, <laughs> Reese brought it up on the timeline, like you know, shit, man. I, I I'm. I, I would have took him on the deal he ended up getting. I know there was some moving other moving pieces, but for eleven m's, like that ain't even starter money in the NBA today. So
1: for Vontae, right?
0: Yeah, for Devontae, I don't think right. he's a
1: starter. So <laughs> I don't think he's a starter either. I but know. I
0: don't know if he wouldn't. I think he's maybe the six man off the bench here. Where I don't know, he might have started. Game. Either way it goes. I like him more than most, and even that, like, like that's it. That's it? That's the move you made? And then you dumped... Uh, you know, I, and I like Valentunas. I like Valentunas like a lot. But, my God, you... I, I just... they What they did made no sense. If anything, I think they pushed uh, Zion out the door earlier. And hmm. I, I just... Like, to me, Valentunas and Zion going to play together? Like, they, they kind of... It just don't add up to me. I just don't like what the Pelicans did. Now, if they, it, Lori marketing will work for them if they throw some seconds or, I know Jack or like something that don't really matter to them. Yeah, that I think that'd be a good fit. They aren't going to be able to play any defense, but man, you might as well go all in on offense and at least get Zion his stats, right? Yeah. And, um, but man, I I just. I just don't see the direction. And same thing with the Kings. I think the Kings must have like some backup. Because fam, Rashad Holmes still ain't signed. It's not legal to sign him to the deal they gave him. So it's like something don't add up here. I know he deleted that. Thank you, Sacramento from the gram. It's like, is this some funny business going on? Because you remember uh, Mook, uh, Marcus Morris, he pulled the okie-dokie like, at this point in free agency with san antonio and went to the knicks so maybe that's, oh, yeah yeah maybe that's about to happen with him you know it's, but who has cap
1: space to get him i think the kings probably still have the most money to offer him at this point what
0: they have his uh bird rights i think they yeah. they over the cap so you know hell i think our tr- honestly i think if we we got that trade exception if we shoot them some seconds, I actually think that trade exception with the max raises he could get is more money than what he agreed to with Ooh, Sacramento.
1: Interesting.
0: So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't not let me not get people's uh, <laughs> hopes up. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just pointing out that it's possible at this point in time that he could potentially get the same money or more. From a different to I am just thinking about our situation. I haven't dug into everybody else's. Yeah. But uh that's it. Oh, I do want to get this take off before we get up out of here. Hey man, the warrior's not gonna be that good. Like, <laughs> like I agree. Let me let me let me be very, very clear. Um, they're not that good. Clay Thompson tore his Achilles in November, y'all. He's not, and he tore his ACL before that. He's not going to be Clay Thompson. No one's going to be like that's irrational. I don't even think he's going to be ready for the start of the oh, season. Yeah, I was
1: just about to say, yeah, I don't think he's going to be ready for the start anyway.
0: So they're running back the same team that was the AC. They got put out in the playing tournament, plus Otto Porter. Uh, Wiseman's not going to be ready for the start of the season. And because he tore his meniscus, as we know, with Tall Man. Like you, when you're a big, you ain't developing, you ain't working on your game when your meniscus is hurt, when you're recovering from that. So he's going to be the same mid pack player. He was a bad player. He hurt them when he did play last year. If they didn't play him, they are like the sixth seed, right? So you can't count on him. You can't count on Clay. Um, Kaminga did look kind of good the other day in Summer League. But he's still raw. That's the summer league.
1: Don't let summer league trick you.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's an <laughs> he's an athletic player. Like, that, yeah. you're going to look good in summer league. And Chris D'Arte is older than Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca. Like, and he ain't that good. So is Isn't what? he on the No, that's the Pacers. My fault, my fault, my fault. My fault. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're uh, talking about Mo- Moses Moody. Mo- Moses
0: Moody, my fault. Yeah. Like, fam, that dude raw as hell, too. Like, what are we talking about? Like, dog, they're not putting the Mavericks in the play and as, as mid as the Mavericks are, they are not better than them. They are not better than the Dallas Mavericks. They aren't considerably better than they were last year. I'm telling y'all, I will bet that is, I feel like people was upset about how much better they got. I'm like, he tore his, Clay tore his Achilles in November, y'all. KD didn't play, KD missed half, over half the season. And he was 18 months out, and he hadn't torn his ACL before that. And y'all, the season starts. Training camp's starting six weeks, bro. The season starts in the middle of October. Clay not going to be ready. And when he is ready, if y'all think he going to be Clay Thompson, you're crazy. I heard somebody say, well, if he can just be Kyle Kuzma. I mean, not Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Corver. Man, what? Dog.
1: Kyle Cover was running around a million screens. You think you. Clay's knees can handle? The, uh, Clay's a movement shooter. People think yes. Clay's just spotting up. Clay's not just oh, a spot up shooter. He's a mo- he's running around screens. He's strapping up your best player. <laughs> like that yes. is Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson won't be able to do that at least right out of the gate. He won't able to be able to do that. So i think people i think you're right people are overreading the the warriors a little bit
0: it, it actually it's and the thing that hurt me is smart people that were doing it people who like opinions i respect like yeah and i'm like man i know y'all emotional because our off season has been bad but let's not do this let don't do that y'all better than that I think it's
1: just the nostalgia from the dynasty days. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, put back. Oh, this is the 20... You know, Iggy's back. He's like, oh, this is the 2015 Warriors again. You know what I mean? I think it's just the nostalgia But I agree with you with that. The Warriors.
0: mm. But I I do give him credit because... And I I even give Steph some credit. He could be... He he was a free agent after next... At next offseason. He said, well, we're going to be mid we drafted these rookies but at least i'm getting a bag unlike mm-hmm. our, unlike Dirk. Dirk took pay cuts to get yep. a comparable situation put around him he gonna be doing it with 40 m so i salute stuff and i salute him even when we doing bad stuff we do it worse than real organizations but man that's all i got that's all yeah. i got all right all right not
1: bad
0: so did you uh, did you have anything else, any other scorching hot take that we didn't put on the agenda that you wanted to get off?
1: Um, scorching hot take? No, I don't think so. I I'm I'm not gonna force it. <laughs> I <don't think laughs> I have. Or I mean, this is not scorching. It's not even hot. a hot it's
0: take. Just something you feel very passionate about that the timeline disagree is you're on the opposite side you're passionate about something that the timeline is on the other side of that isn't dennis smith or laurie barman oh Oh, um
1: hmm. oh i i guess I, i mean this is not scorching hot or anything but i guess i i feel like i feel like we've been going too far in the opposite direction with the with the critique of some of our guys you know just to it's either to boost Luca up or to shit on the front office. And I I think we, we got to, you know, taper it a little bit. You know what I mean? In the sense that we, I know, yeah, the roster's been, the roster's not great. You know, like, especially if you compare it to other playoff teams, the roster's not great. But some of these guys, you know, where we want are not even better than some of the guys we already have. So it's no. like, you know, you're trading off for worse players just because you want to see a new face. You know what I'm saying? So I think some some of our guys are catching unnecessary, you know, disrespect just because we want to, you know, either, like I said, either shit on the front office for doing, you know, bad, a bad job for years or to boost up Luca's no-help, you know, narrative. So yeah. I, I guess that, that would be a take that most people probably wouldn't agree with me on.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you there. I, you know – there's people I love, you know, I think me and you on DF, DFS, like the fact that people think a good team wouldn't start DFS is kind of killing me because I've given multiple examples stretching back kind of far. And it's like, yeah, dudes, as good as DFS have started, y'all. Like they, they have, he's a good player. He has value. And also with the season on the line, it was him and Luca that wasn't scared. The rest of them dudes. Exactly. Oh, boy. Like, dog, I, th- I think I made a – I put some on the timeline. I don't even remember when it was. But, like, <laughs> he legitimately gave you third-star production with our season on the line back-to-back years. And he was the second best – it was third-star production on a real team. But on our team, it was leg- – he was legitimately the second-best player on the court with our season on the line, twice. One time, fluke. He was hot. But this is now twice. And it, it, and it's also, while you were watching, it's like, hey, he's not scared. He's stepping up to the plate. He's actually, like, he's not panicking. He's not passing the ball fast to get it back to Luka. He's doing the best he can with it. So, same thing for, uh, I know Jalen Brunson also had a bad playoff series, but that was his first go-round. I'm not ready to pack up Jalen. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I wouldn't be betting on my advancement in a playoff series like the Mavericks are uh, on Jalen Brunson magically turning into the second creator. But I also don't think that's an insane thought process. I just need more insurance. But that's it. Um, guys, you got anything else?
1: Yep, nope, that's it.
0: Cool. Guys, this is another episode. We have been hitting y'all in the head with these two-hour and three-hour-long episodes. we getting out of here and I think, an hour on the dot. Um, along those lines, I thank y'all. It's really weird to me that y'all listen to us for two hours and 40 minutes, like four days ago. It's our most listened-to episode, and I don't know if it's because... Bibbs was on that joint and we brought in some of his audience, but man, I, y'all, anybody want to listen to me talk about anything for two hours or 40 minutes? I thank you. Salute.
1: Yes, we appreciate you.
0: All right. And that's it. We will holler at y'all next week. Peace.